Planning a Disney World or Universal Studios vacation is not an easy feat. Between Genie Plus, advanced dining reservations, park tickets, hotel accommodations, and more, you're looking at hours upon hours of work when it comes to booking your vacation. Wouldn't you like your vacation to feel more like a vacation, though? Then let Zip Travel give you a hand. Zip Travel can not only save you hours of time and headaches by booking your hotel accommodations, getting the park tickets, booking the dining reservations, and a plethora of other things you need for your vacation. They can also save you money by finding the rates and discounts available during your trip. They are a great resource you can also lean on with any questions or situations that arise related to your vacation. But you know what the best part about all of this is? Their services are completely 100% free. Not only are their services free, but Zip Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner and an officially earmarked gold Disney travel agency. In fact, they are the travel agency that Jamie and I use exclusively to book our numerous trips that we take to Disney World, Universal Studios, and any other place in the world. They book it all for us. We lead super busy lives and they make it so much easier by handling all the trip planning details for us. We know they will do the same for you. In fact, we believe in them so much, we're willing to throw in some extras if you book your next vacation through Zip Travel. If you book at least a three-night vacation package, you'll receive from us a free t-shirt, $10 in CTM shop credit, and a goodie gift basket waiting for you at the front desk of your hotel. So to book your next trip and save time, money, and your sanity, head to travelwithzip.com today. Again, that's travelwithzip.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Capture the Magic Universal. My name is Jamie Lee, and I am joined by my husband, Mr. Jared Lee. Hi, Jared. Hello. Well, I have a question for you, as I always do. Well, hit me with it. Let's go. <laughs> okay, what would you say is the most iconic Universal movie, and that's displayed in the parks? Oh, so not just a Universal like Studios movie, but a movie that's in the parks. That's in the parks. I mean, I, I guess they, it'd just be Harry Potter. I don't know what else would be more iconic than that that's in there. Just the Harry Potter like brand? Because yeah. there's like there's like eight movies and Fantastic Beasts. So Yeah. I mean yeah? you could you could say I mean, as much as I don't really I mean, as as kind of loony as they are you could make an argument that the fast and the furious movies on popularity <laughs> like on ticket sales and stuff because those things make a ton of money they're not right. they're not great movies but, but iconic yeah is the word I'm i don't know for. if i would say fast and furious is iconic so yeah i would say harry potter pretty much is i don't know i mean is there an argument against it do you have something else yeah i do have arguments other than back to the future back to the yeah back to the future i'm gonna go with the 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 you know the retro ones that they're doing lately um, Jaws. Jaws is very iconic. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's for a different generation. It would, it's more iconic. I guess it would, it, right. It would depend on generation. Okay. It depend on what are you defining as iconic, I guess. is like, what is the... See, that's very subjective right. definition. So I guess what would be iconic to you? Like what, what, what defines an iconic movie? See, for me, like I don't really, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of Jaws, but I've never seen the whole thing. Okay. Like I don't really. I mean, it's from the seventies. Yeah, like it's not really something I'm. I was never really like. Oh, I, I need to see Jaws. Okay. I love okay. back. I love Back to the Future. Like okay. I liked it before, and then obviously your love of it. I was like, oh, it is a good movie. That's so good. Uh, but I guess I would say iconic would be something that is like lasting power, which Back to the Future does have it. But as well, I think Harry Potter. Uh, I think Harry Potter probably has the same lasting power as Star Wars did from the seventies. And I kind oh, yeah, I'd agree with that. And I kind of used to think, like, I mean, years ago, I think I even said it on the, seat, you know, the main show, was I was always like, well, I don't know, you know, Harry Potter's lasting power, because whenever they built, you know, all the Harry Potter stuff in Universal, I was like, those movies, you know, they're not making those same movies anymore. Yeah, they're making Fantastic Beasts, and those movies haven't done really great. But I think those, it's proven that Harry Potter kind of has lasting power that we haven't seen, unless I'm missing a franchise, that we haven't really seen since Star Wars. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And you're right. It is. It is a. Co- I mean, I guess I was looking for just one movie. Oh. Okay. But I'll take a collection of movies. As I thought you said show. franchise. No, I said iconic movie. I mean, we're talking one movie. Like you know, Back to the Future has an argument in there. I know, but I mean, like with Gen Z and and even millennials. It's but they like the but they like they like hipsters. They like the retro stuff That's too. Well, you know. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I was just curious of what you'd say. So Harry Potter's a good one. That's very, I don't know. That was kind of an easy, an easy answer, I guess. Well, that's why when you but asked it, I was like, I, I feel like you were setting me up for no, something. No, I wasn't for, se- no, yeah. no, no. I mean like, and I was thinking was like, an, Jur- an, I gotcha. Like Jurassic Park too. Like I actually didn't even think about iconic. I, Jurassic Park even crossed my mind for some dumb reason. Why? I don't even know. Um, oh. That's an argument to be made there. I mean, it's I think really I think Harry Potter is is a bigger franchise than Jurassic Park, but Jurassic yeah. Park is a is a very big franchise. Oh, like Back to the Future, obviously my favorite movie ever, and I've talked yeah. about this before. But right, very close to there is Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's one of the best movies ever made. It's such <laughs> a disjointed. Like the first Jurassic the Park first was one, so good. Like it's such a unique and like well made movie, and then yeah. the rest of them have just been like sort of. Like, I mean, the ones even recently, like, they've been popular, but I wouldn't yeah. say those have been good movies. Well, I like I like the questions that it asks in the movie. Like, they're very philosophical questions. The dinosaurs asking it? <laughs> yes, Jerry. The dinosaurs are, are philosophy good majors. Good point, Raptor. <laughs> you know, like, like, life finds a way and, right. and, like, caging up animals that don't belong. Like, there, like a lot of like what, questions. Like, if that were to happen, what would be the moral ramifications yeah. if you were to bring back something that was detrimental yeah. to human? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I thought maybe you'd say that, but... Um, yeah, I, I think Jurassic Park is one one of the iconic ones. But like, if you're if you're looking at long lasting and like a legacy, you know, Harry Potter is probably going to be it. That does fit into what we're talking about. It today. does. But to, well, to it your does. point, I would say the top three you're talking about for sure would be, you know, honestly, I'll say top four. I think it would be Harry Potter. I think Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, and I really would put back or Fast and Furious in there because as, as okay. silly as the movies are, there there's been like seventy six of them, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't agree. I don't Vin think Diesel's, it's iconic. Vin I Diesel's do... going to be starring in them when he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> no. like, it's all about family. I don't personally think it's iconic, but that's just that's just me. That's my opinion. It so. would. I bet there's people that do. I personally don't. Like I said, those movies are one that like we watched a couple of them. I remember we were dating, and they're they're just they're just silly kind of like kind of ridiculous movies. But I bet you there's people out there would say that they're iconic. I think it they depends might. on your definition of it. So, Well, anyway, so I just wanted to know about that. But um, So we have some news that we're going to talk about out of Universal over the last month. And our topic today, we're going to talk about Diagon Alley. We haven't done a 101 on anything in a while. And Harry Potter's a big, you know, we're talking about Harry Potter. Harry Potter's a big presence in Universal Orlando in both parks. And so we did Hogsmeade 101 back in January. And now we're going to do a Diagon Alley today and just basically break everything down. It would take multiple shows to do every single thing, but we're going to yeah. we're gonna get as granular as possible to fit into one episode. <laughs> what well, is the question we get from most people that have never been about, okay, because if people know Harry Potter is, I mean, it's still the biggest draw to Universal Studios. Uh-huh. They'll say, okay, what do I need to know? And you're like, ugh, that's it's a like lot. It's like a lot like, of so stuff. This, yeah, this kind of yeah. hopefully serves as if you're going to go, here's the, like we said, there's a lot of nooks and crannies, which is one, which we'll talk about. There's one great thing about what they've done with Harry Potter at Universal. Mm-hmm. So there's so many little things. If you're really into the movies and the, and the books, you'll yeah. see a bunch of stuff in there. But this will be, you know, give you a good base, like go in-depth and not going too right. too crazy. Yes, we will get to all of that. Uh, but we do want to mention that um, if you want even more content from us and more in-depth Harry Potter stuff, you can also look at Club 32. Yeah, so Club 32 is our private group where we make a little make a little deal with the audience. Say, hey, you guys join and help contribute to the show. Help us to upgrade equipment, uh, do more things in the park, do more things to review to let you know if it's worth your time and money. And in return... We give you a lot more content that you can consume. So we have things like Cool Kids Kitchen, where we, uh, Jamie and I, do a live stream and make a Disney dish, which we just did last night, and we made some things from Disneyland and a couple of drinks. And we also have things like Cool uh, uh, the Club Thirty Two Speakeasy, where we go live, basically on our back porch, hang out, chat with everybody. 
Uh, we have the Club 32 show, which is kind of an ask us anything. So whatever questions you have about trip coming up or whatever you want to ask and, and talk about on there, you can do that. Plus, we have a private podcast feed. We have 20% off of all CTM apparel and 1901 Candle Company products. We have a, a, a private Facebook group. And uh, you get live streams in the park. So when we're at Universal or wherever we go, we do live streams there and show you room tours and everything like that. So if you want uh, to join that, you can go to ctmvip.com. And we have monthly or yearly options. And we even have a free trial. So if you're not even really sure, if you're like, oh, maybe, I don't know, uh, you can do the free trial. Try it for seven days. If it's not for you, no worries. You know, No problem at all. Uh, and if you want to do a yearly, uh, you can also get a free T-shirt. So one either way there. So again, go to ctmvip.com and uh, go check it out. Very good. Okay. Well, let's get to some of the news today. Uh, again, this happened through the last month. So since uh, beginning of July, so quite a few things happened. We're just going to hit some basic things. So uh, the first thing was Universal Orlando has announced the dates and events for this year's holiday celebration. Yes, it'll be November 12th through January 1st. And then Grinchmas which is the, the <laughs> Grinch, if you're unaware of that. And the Hula Day Spectacular, uh, Macy's Holiday Parade, Mistletoe Pines, and shows and decor at Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And there will be more details to come. So it's all the stuff that's going to happen in the parks uh, mm -hmm. in those areas. That's what they'll have. One thing I want, and I haven't been able to do this because when we started going to Universal, they stopped doing it because of, you know, COVID and stuff. But I want that 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 character meal, that, Grin that Grinch character meal. To yeah, come back. that would be pretty cool. All I've, all I've seen about it is just amazing stuff. So I really would like that. I would think they could bring... I mean, Are I you would, listening, Universal? Yeah, this would be the time <laughs> I would say to bring that back. Yeah. That would be great. So um, so there, there's there's that to look forward to. Because the Grinch too. meet and greet is great. It's great. Like the last... We've done the last two years yes. and it's it's always... The guy that... Yeah. Well, I think multiple people that play the Grinch, uh, it's... Yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, we'll actually we'll actually be at Disney the weekend that that starts, and we're going to hop over to Universal and when we're done with that. So we'll be there around the November 13th. So we'll be we'll just get it in covering there. all of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, second thing we're going to talk about is that the Revenge of the Mummy is set to open soon. Uh, team members were asked to test the ride actually yesterday. Which is which is kind of good, and apparently there's a lot of positive feedback. Like a lot of good things have been changed about the ride. It's not as rough. So what what, what was the big overhaul on this? Was it big or just kind of like upgrading the track and stuff? I th I don't know if it was upgrading the track. I think it was more just like upgrading like things to do with the ride. Like there's like uh, like improved like like video quality in certain aspects. And, oh, okay. I mean, it just needed it. It's been closed since January. So, I know it's been a while. So yeah. that's been in quite a while. So that's exciting. Um, next thing is you can now order butter beer without the foam. This may sound strange to people who have never been, and they may think, "Well, that sounds like it's a strange thing." But <laughs> yeah, you could never order butter beer without the foam because it was that's how it was in the movies and the books. You had to have the foam, at, and they wouldn't let you do it. So I don't like know. Like a trademark or. Proprietary? I don't know what... The, what Everything that I know, I mean, it, all, a lot of this, as it comes down to, is like J.K. Rawlings. Uh, yeah. I think it was just her lap final say and said no, but I don't know what changed other than they just announced that you could get about foam now. It was a... Um, it's to accommodate those that can't have, like, dairy. Right. Like, or if you're, like, a vegan. Like, I think that was the purpose of it. Um, but, I mean, that was... Like Jared said, that's never been an option. Now it is. So if you don't want the foam on your butterbeer next time you go to Universal... You can get it without it. So there you go. That's great. There's a win for the non-foamers out there. <laughs> uh, and then Halloween Horror Nights is gearing up to begin. So scare zones, scare houses, and merchandise is appearing already for the first event on September 2nd. Well, speaking of, you are going to Halloween Horror Nights again. I am. This year. I am. So you went last year for the first time. I did. And which I would say Halloween, we enjoy Halloween with our kids I, mm -hmm. I'm not a Halloween person by any stretch. I don't right. enjoy any of that stuff. Right. And you like it more than I do, but you kind of got persuaded last year to go with our friend. Well, she was one of one of us to go and I chose you. Cause my issue is <laughs> I, I get asked a lot of people said it's my turn. I would do this. Like I don't enjoy Halloween stuff and anything like that. My issue is I don't want to get kicked out of universal because I tend to get a little punchy. 
gets punchy. And I don't really want to run the risk. And I not think, in a happy way. No. And I th- honestly, I think it would be kind of foolish of me to put myself in that situation knowing it. Sure. And so I'm just like, you know what? I'm just not. And I don't. It's not like I enjoy. Like if it was a Christmas thing, I could be like, okay, I love Christmas. But uh, I don't yeah. like Halloween. It's not my thing. So uh, yeah. So Jamie got persuaded again. To go this year, the same, the same person. But we're bringing more friends this time. But we're bringing more people this time. (laughs) You can you can travel in a a herd together and be safe. And it's funny because our anniversary is on the day that we're going, so I'll be spending my anniversary with not Jared. Unfortunately, I'm really sorry. I just want you to know if it went the other way, I'd be in trouble. Sorry, no. (laughs) We'll we'll just we'll celebrate the day before. It's fine. No worries. This is a trap. <laughs> but anyway, so we'll be talking about Halloween Horror Nights on September's episode. So look for that. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for the news. Uh, we're going to move on to talking about our topic today, which is Diagon Alley. This is Diagon Alley 101, Jared. Diagon. You are now in school. School is in session. I mean, 101 makes sense because school is starting. So it I guess is, It is starting. I know. It is. That's true. But now I don't want to do this because I didn't enjoy school. So now, now I feel like I'm... <laughs> being forced again um so we're talking about diagon alley the wizarding world of harry potter diagon alley in universal studios park and we had some general information we want to talk about before we explain everything because maybe you don't know much about it maybe you do maybe you're an expert in harry potter and you're going to learn maybe one or two things that are new maybe you don't know anything about it and you're going to learn like so much new stuff but anyway this episode's for everyone Okay, so so enjoy. Okay, okay. <laughs> enjoy your all this information coming at you because it is heavy with information. Gotcha. Okay, so <laughs> we will start with when it opened. So it officially <laughs> opened July eighth, which is my birthday, mm-hmm. uh, twenty fourteen, as part of the Wizarding World expansion in response to the wildly popular Hogsmeade that was in excuse me in Islands of Adventure. So Islands of Adventure had Hogsmeade first, and then came uh, Diagon Alley. So that's that's the way the order in which it came. So uh, it replaced the Jaws ride in Amity Village, a small walkthrough place with ice cream, fair type games, food stands, little shops, things like that. And I actually found a YouTube video of it was probably like ten years ago, twelve years ago, um, before they had you know taken that whole place out, and they did a walkthrough. Yeah. And I was like, I remember this so well because I had forgotten what it looked like until I saw the video. And I was like, oh, yeah. It looked like just this like, tiny little village. And I remember Jaws Ride was right there. And I remember aspects of it because like, we didn't go to Universal a lot. We, I mean, so I remember either. aspects. But yeah, I, I, when I saw that walkthrough, I was like, oh, yeah, remember that. But. Yeah, so the whole area was Amity and the ride. And so, you know. When they, when they closed the ride and everything, they were like, yeah, this is where Harry Potter's going. Yeah. And construction on Diagon Alley took uh, two and a half years to complete, which actually is not bad. Which is how long it's going to take Tron or more. So basically, <laughs> Tron Universal. Is taken, like, I mean, <laughs> Universal does build quicker, and when do. you, especially compared to Disney, for sure. I mean, they built yeah. an entire land before Disney could build a ride. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's the basics. So we're going to talk about each aspect of this, I guess, land area, whatever you want to call it. Uh, We're going to start with the London facade. And that is what you see when you are in outside of the land. Uh, So you're walking by and this is the London area. So what can we find in the London facade area? Well, the first thing you'll find is King's Cross Station. So one thing to know about this, none of this is going to be totally obvious that it's Harry Potter, it, it very much plays. I mean, there is some stuff out there, but it's not gonna. There's not a big sign that says Diagon Alley, correct? And like that. So that's yeah. it's a lot of it. If you know the movies, you know the books. It, it takes a little bit of that. So the King's right. Cross Station is the first, you know, thing you see basically. Yeah. Uh, first attraction is the Hogwarts Express, mm-hmm. and this takes you to Hogsmeade Station in Islands of Adventure, and then back and forth is the way it goes. So you can make an argument. This is basically. Uh, they don't list it as an attraction. But I, I, yes, I think they do, actually. Do they list it? Okay. I think they do, but it's a mode of transportation. It's too. a mode of transportation, but it is an attraction. I mean, if oh, you're yeah. a fan of the books and the movies, like you'll want to do this. Absolutely. So that's definitely the first thing there. Um, so to do this, though, you have to have a park-to-park ticket to ride, meaning you have to have a ticket that allows you to essentially park hop. Yes. So if you don't have this, you can't ride this. Yeah, and Which that's is, a really good way to get you to spend more money. Oh, it's a genius <laughs> so, way to get you to, yeah. Because I mean, most people are going to do that if you're a Harry Potter fan. 
yeah, for sure. I mean, it basically gives you a ticket to write mm-hmm. this, basically. So yeah. they have the platform nine and three quarters in the queue. So if yeah. you you can't when you walk through it, you don't really see anything. But people looking, you'll it'll look like they have mirrors in place. Look like you're walking through the the, uh, wall. the wall there. Yeah. So if you want to have somebody film you going mm-hmm. through this, people do that quite a bit. This it's sometimes fun. this part of the line gets a little backed up because of that reason, but it is yeah. a cool photo op. So oh, it's really that. fun. And like once you go through the wall, the 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 halls get really narrow, and like it's supposed to be like a secret area. Right. It's so fun. And you if you ask a team member where nine and three quarters platform is you should see what they say what do they say jamie they they act like you're crazy and they, they don't do. know what you're talking about they do a really about. good job actually like what yeah it's funny yeah so before loading into the train in the queue you'll see harry's luggage uh because hedwig is in a cage sitting on top of them as you know from the movies and there's a, a big hp yes on the luggage which I, a, I like that there's a lot of stuff in the in the queue that's very much like just small little things you'll notice. A lot mm-hmm. of attention to detail. Yep. And then when you're in the train, the train windows have moving window projection screens uh, of your journey to Hogsmeade. And then obviously you're coming back the other way. Yeah. Uh, but so in the train ride, you're going to hear the voices of Harry, Ron, and supposedly Hermione. Mm-mm. It's the worst Hermione. It's not ever. a really good Hermione voice, I will say. So. I, it's very unconvincing. But anyway, so you see their silhouettes in the in the doors as like as you're going by as they're like walking and talking. So it kind of it feels very interactive in that way. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a really it's a really cool experience to just go back go back and forth because it's different going to Hogsmeade than it is going to Diagon Alley. So it's just a different experience yeah. each way. Um. This does get very busy. So specifically, King's Cross Station usually has a longer line from going from Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade than the other way around. I would say so, usually. Usually it does. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, so, uh, but yeah, that's the first thing you see. So. Yes. Uh, so that's King's Cross Station. So the next yeah. one you'll see is Eros Fountain, which is also the, Where night, the night bus is. Night bus is here. So yeah. this is kind of the most obvious nod to Harry Potter you will see outside mm-hmm. of, one, of going into Diagon Alley. So outside you'll see the night bus, which is featured in the Prisoner of Azkaban. That asks, or excuse me, that picks up Harry. Yeah. So you'll remember that in the movie, and he's actually the the night bus is actually on. I can't remember which way it is, but it is part of uh, the the train ride. But I can't remember which way it's coming or going. But it's in there. Um, you're gonna see it going to Diagon Alley. I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. So it's in there as well. So the night bus. Uh, so if you go over there, you can talk with the both the driver and the shrunken head. Ernie. Ernie, and it's kind of like uh, Turtle Talk with Crush. Have you ever done that? Somebody somewhere has a microphone. <laughs> I don't. I still don't know where they're at, but they'll ask you their name and they'll do stuff like that. And it's a great photo, you know, photo spot, mm-hmm. and it's very unique. So this actually area doesn't get too long of a line. Um, not not really, not not lately at least. I haven't seen it yeah. lately. That's been like insane. So if you, but he's funny. Yeah. He'll take tell jokes. He will tell jokes out yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> to get a photo. So. And that's, uh, yeah, like I said, that's kind of the most obvious spot. Then the next spot outside, this is all outside before you get into. Yeah, we're still Diagon in the Alley. London facade. And this yes. is the thing, this is how much detail is kind of in this whole area. Yeah. So if you're really into Harry Potter, you'll, you'll love all this stuff. Yeah, so this is all, this is all London still. Um, but the next part of London facade is going to be the Grimald Place. And that's 12 Grimald Place, which is the home of Sirius Black of the Black family, which is indicated by the darker brick colors. Yes. Best character in Harry Potter series, Black, by the way. That's just <laughs> my take. Uh, there's an Easter egg here. Someone will peer out of a window occasionally if you knock on the door. So people, mm-hmm. you'll see people all the times going up here and knocking on the door. And then it's because if you look up, you'll see somebody peering on the window a little bit. Yep. Really I'm not going cool. to say who. Somebody. Somebody. Um, also, in between King's Cross and Grimald, you're going to get... Ch- uh, Charing Charing Crossroad. I don't know how it's spelled or, or pronounced, but um, it's just it's a real street in London. So it just kind of has like a like a storefront, like window front. So nothing really there except for a Jaws Easter egg. But um, there's also a London telephone booth, which I don't yes. see a lot of people going in. But I think you should next time you go. Not a lot of people do. I don't think a lot of people know you can go in this. Yeah, but you can call the number to listen to the message. There's a number on the booth, mm-hmm. and you are calling the Ministry of Magic. Yes. 
And I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you what it says because again, I'm not going to tell you every single thing about this, but just to where to go to do it. Cause so. we don't, we don't want to ruin it for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So then you have the, the, okay. So this is very nondescript wall basically. And this is where this is basically the muggle entrance into Diagon Alley. It's not marked, but you will see people entering here. I mean, really the best way brick. you'll just see people going in and out of this area. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's also a marked exit of Diagon Alley, and they, it's referred to as Wyndham's Theater. It actually has a sign on that. But that's where you're supposed to exit, technically. But again, nothing is really marked. <laughs> you yeah. just have to know. There's actually uh, two, yeah, there's two entrances and exits in there. So yeah. there's not just one way. So that's, yeah. A, yeah. You'll, you'll notice, because it's good, because once you go in there, you kind of know this area well. That main entrance if you, especially when you're leaving, that you're fighting against a whole bunch it's of people coming in. It's a lot of people. So using that secondary, that exit over on the side is definitely use it for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's the London facade. Now let's actually go into Diagonally, and we're gonna go through the main entrance that people usually go in to talk about what you're gonna experience. The Muggle so. entrance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so as you walk through, you'll it, 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 there's a wall in front, and you go on either right or left side. Mm -hmm. So I think ideally, if you're going in, you go to the right. If you're leaving, you know, you go on the other side. But people don't tend to do that all the time. So mm -hmm. as you walk through, though, you'll hear the bricks rearranging like they do in the movies and the books, and then you will you yeah. will literally see Diagon Alley like it's you. There. I mean, it's it's a very close representation to what you see in the movie. Just wider, it's wider, wider walkways. I mean, but it would have to be because yep. in the movie, but it is. Yep. I will just say it is. It is very, very well done in how they did that. The amount, and again, we've talked about this before, but I cannot emphasize this enough. The amount of theming that is exists in Diagon Alley. Yes, it's in Hogsmeade, but Hogsmeade's a little more spread out. In Diagon Alley specifically, it's everywhere. Yeah, it it's is. everything, and it's it's amazing. Um, I don't. I feel like in Diagon Alley, there's no, like, if you see something, you're like, I wonder what that is. I have a feeling there's some sort of there is a story, story for behind it. it. Absolutely, and there's a story for everything. Yeah, and it's like it's just so unique to see stuff like that. But that's the great thing about taking this kind of thing from books. Yeah. Because there's so much, you know, um, source material to pull from. Whereas, like, you have like Star Wars, for example. We were talking about Star Wars. Yes, the movies exist, and the movie started first, and then all this other stuff came after. Right. But like that was the original source material. But with Harry Potter, there's you know. Anyway, um, so let's talk about the attraction you can find in Diagon Alley, Jared. Well, the attraction you will find here is Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. This is a 3D motion enhanced roller coaster ride that puts you into a Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two scene. It's very similar in that sense to Cosmic Rewind. Kind of like way. the ride mechanism. So you have Harry, Hermione, and Ron are trying to escape from Voldemort on the dragon. And this ride retells that story, basically. So, And the ride is led by Bill Weasley, who's played by Domhnall Gleeson, who is also in Star Wars 7, 8, and 9. He is. That's right. He is everywhere. He's all over the place. <laughs> um, but what's the coolest thing about the queue? What do you like? Because I know what I love about the queue. I mean, I think that first part, you were walking into the, the main area with all the goblins. The bank? Yeah, we were walking through the, like, the lobby of the yeah, bank. Yeah, I mean, it's just so like grand. I mean, it, it really you don't see a ride often where the first thing you get in the queue, it really is like you're going into the bank. Yeah. Like, it's, it's t the ceilings are huge. It's The chandelier. Yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. And like the goblins line the walls, basically, with their little... Well, and they move desk. too. They and look around. Yeah, they're animatronics. Yeah, it's it's legitimately one of the both this one and Forbidden Journey over in Hogsmeade. The the cues are great, like from the movies, like in the, in the books. And they're everything. literally like almost an attraction among itself, you know. Yeah. Because once you go through the bank and you go downstairs, or you go down the ramp, it'll take you down to where like the newspaper part is. You know, like with the offices, mm -hmm. and then you have the moving newspapers, and it kind of like if you look hard enough and read the articles it can kind of, it may spoil the the story for you if you haven't like read the books or seen the movies yet so it's like ah well there's a lot of that yeah the moving like when they get the wanted posters yeah. and they move and so it, yeah. it's it's great if you haven't done this like it's it's great to go through and do this but yeah uh and then this is also where uh the fire breathing dragon is on top 
of the bank here. It's at the front. So you this, this would be like the icon of the land, right? I would say I so. Mean, this I is, guess. you'll see people line up. So she blows fire very loudly every ten minutes on the ten. Mm-hmm. And it takes her thirty seconds. You'll hear the build up. So if if you're there and you kind of start hearing like growling a, a growling and you want to get a picture, that'd be the time to get your camera out to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear the growling before the actually fire blows. And it is real fire. Because yes, you will feel fire. it below you. And it, it's really cool. I will say the only downside to this is if you have little ones like napping in a stroller, you will want to, uh, I would say, get as far over to toward the entrance side. It, it doesn't matter. It it's really doesn't. It's so loud. At least it's, it's not <laughs> as loud. But that is the one thing. But It's so loud. It's really cool, though. It's a very cool thing. It's very cool. Um, that is that's one of those things that you're, you're right. People will stop where they are, turn around, and just wait for it to happen, which is well. And if you're fun. walking in and you see people just standing, you you may see you may be confused by it. You'll see people mm-hmm. just standing in the middle of the walkway, looking up, and you're thinking like it's hard to get through. It's because they're they know that it's about to like the fire's about to come. Right. So that's just right. something to keep in mind. I've seen people get mad at people doing this, but. You just got to kind of understand what's going on here. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about... So that was the attraction of the land. There's only one, but really they can't fit any other thing. It's a. It's not a huge area. Right, it's very tiny. Um, so let's talk about some shows. So the stage is in the Kakit Market section. Um, so that is that is uh, where the stage is, and they have two shows. One show is Celestina, Warbeck, and the Banshees. And what is that? I mean, she sings some songs. She sings a few songs, has some backup dancers. Uh, they just, they sound really nice, though. They do. The shows here are really good, yeah. Then they have the Tales of Beetle the Bard. Yeah, so this is presented by the Wizarding Academy of Dramatic Arts. So there are <laughs> two retellings of wizarding folklore stories told in the Harry Potter series, like the Tale of the Three Brothers. They use elaborately designed puppets, which are actually really cool looking, mm-hmm. uh, stylized scenic pieces and props created by Emmy Award winning designer Michael Curry. And both shows happen multiple times throughout the day. So the stage is not empty for very long if you walk over there. They do make it look really similar to how it looked in the movie when they, they told this story. Yeah. They, they do a really good job of that, I will say as well. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um, okay. Let's talk about some dining, shall we? I am hungry. You are hungry. Okay. Uh, so the main quick service or main like restaurant you can go to in this land is Leaky Cauldron. Um, as you enter Diagon Alley, it's going to be to your immediate left. And again, there's not huge signs up. It's not. No. It's very subtle. So you can miss this really easily. There used to be no signs. Yeah. There used to be one, one witch, um, like a metal witch sign that was it this is like stirring a cauldron and that's the only indication that that was like well and i think if you go in here and see a lot of this stuff you'll see why disney was trying like with pandora they tried similar things of they do these lands without having obvious signage mm-hmm. they definitely it got this work. from the harry potter stuff because they pulled this off pretty well but again a lot of the harry potter fans kind of know all this stuff uh, they've tried this as well with Star Wars over there, but it didn't really work that well either. So, yeah. uh, But it is literally like the first thing on your left. Like yeah. If you want to go in here, you go in the land, and it's just right there. Yeah. Uh, they serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they have stuff like fish and chips, bangers and mash, beef stew, stuff like that. Like very, very English fare. Yeah. Uh, the decor is very authentic looking. Cathedral ceilings. Uh, they have a giant cauldron in there. It's very dark and brown very in here, dark. I would mm-hmm. say. Not necessarily the best lighting sometimes, but the theming. But the theming and it's very authentic. It's like it. you. It's like you're entering into the movie. Yes, which is or the books. Yeah, uh, it does get really busy in here. So I would say go early or eat late uh-huh. if you want, because it it will get busy. Yep, and uh, there, like I said, talk about the sign with the with the witch. You know, she's mm-hmm. still up there, but there's also leaky cauldron like on like painted on the wall, so you can see where it is now. But fun fact, that witch sign. It occasionally will drip. Yeah, I remember seeing it's just that. It's just water. It's just, it, it drips occasionally. Because it's like, a leaky cauldron. It is leaky. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Now, we do have a review of this place that we did an episode on this. I don't remember which episode it is. If you want a full food review of it, we have done that. I will say, as quick service food goes, it's really good. I agree. In general. I agree. The Harry Potter stuff's great. So, But yeah. if you want a full review, it's it's one of the previous episodes we've done. Okay, and the next place is the ice cream parlor, and I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly. Is it Florine Fortescue's? 
Sure. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it right. I would say DeLorean Fortescues <laughs> is what it kind of looks like. But. Um, this is the ice cream shop that sits diagonal to the Dragon. Um, both, uh, they serve soft serve and scooped ice cream. Um, and uh, notably, strawberry and peanut butter is a flavor they have. And that is a flavor that Harry Potter had in the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. What else about it? Well, they have butterbeer. They do have butterbeer ice butter cream. Butterbeer is, is really they, The butterbeer ice cream is really good. I Very good. I would. It might be better than actual butterbeer. We'll, oh, those are fine. I'm just saying, words. well, when we had it, we got it, and then our daughter at the time, she kind of stole it from us, and so I didn't get to eat as much as I wanted <laughs> That's to. That's right, but, she did. Uh, they also have banana, chocolate, Granny Smith, mint, pistachio, vanilla, orange marmalade, toffee, toffee apple, strawberries, and cream, and also have traditional flavors. Um, and again, this place is very popular and will have long lines most of the time. But if again, if you go early, most people don't want ice cream early. But you know right. what? You're on vacation. So have ice cream early if you want ice cream early. Do what you want. Yeah. Um, and it's a very small place, so the line will go out the door. Yeah, it's, ve- it's very small in there. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, next place is the Hopping Pot. And this is located in the Carket Market section um, next to the stage. And this is just a walk-up counter that serves drinks. Um, but so you can get three different types of butterbeer. I guess they have ice cream too, but uh, they have three different types of butterbeer. They've got cold, hot, frozen, and butterbeer ice cream here as well. Uh, and can then, you do a butterbeer float in there? Uh, I'm I, sure bet, you, I bet you can. Probably. That would be really good. Um, I think you, I, I, I'm sure you can actually. I'm pretty sure it's on the menu. Um, what other drinks can you get there? Well, they have tongue tying lemon squash, peach tree, fizzing tea, fishy green ale. And the Wizard's Brew and Dragon Scale beers, which I will say are very good. The Wizard's Brew, I think, is better. Yes. But they have their own unique beers here in Harry in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And two of the drinks that they have were the Otter's Fizzy Orange Juice and the Pumpkin Juice. And we actually tried both of those. We did. And here's a little mini review for you. Um, if you are not a fan of butter beer or you want to try a different drink... In the Diagon Alley or Harry Potter, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, I suggest you try one of these. If you are a pumpkin fan or like a cinnamon, pumpkin, apple, like if you're very like fall flavor, you like the fall, flavors the fall basically, pumpkin juice is really good. It's not super sweet, but it's delicious. And then the Otter's Fizzy Orange Juice, I don't I loved it. I liked it more than Butterbeer. See, I liked, I kind of liked the pumpkin juice more than the Otter Fizzy Orange, but they both are really good, I will say. And I actually think, it's delicious. to be honest, these these might actually be better than Butterbeer. I think I might agree with you there. Butterbeer is iconic, and it is good. I'm not saying it's not I good. still love Butterbeer. It's all sugary drinks that you're going to, they're heck fine. yes, it is. <laughs> but it, I could have been skewed because when I, we tried these, I believe the heat index that day was 108 degrees. <laughs> Yeah. And whenever I had these, I was very parched for, for liquids. And they tasted like the best thing I've ever had in my entire life. But, but I think they were good. I, no, I think they are good. I think I do like the pumpkin juice. They're both good, but I think the pumpkin juice, you're right. It kind of reminds me of like a pumpkin green cold brew-ish yeah. thing in a way. But they, were, they weren't overly sweet, though. Yeah. They had the juice elements to it, but very good. So very good alternatives because we hear a lot of people ask, they don't like butterscotch or what if I don't, you know, people sometimes don't care for butterbeer if this is these two. I would say are great, and they're they're not that expensive. They're like five five bucks a piece. I say not that expensive for theme park. For theme park, so well, yeah. well, butterbeer is like eight something. Yeah, butterbeer is definitely so, be more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely, if you want to try this, um, you can go to Hopping Pot, and they are. I think the Otter's Fizzy Orange Juice, and Pumpkin Juice are at other locations as well. Um, but that's just where we got it this time. Yes. So. Uh, the next location we're gonna talk about is the Fountain of Fair Fortune. So this is across from the bathrooms and next to the Florians. The um, ice cream place. Yes. Uh, named for one of the fables in the Tales of Beetle the Barb. And they serve a variety of beers and other beverages, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. So there's there's more than one place you can get. Because people ask a lot of times where you mm-hmm. can get a lot of drinks. There's kind of quite a few in here. Yeah. So non-alcoholic offerings include butterbeer, frozen butterbeer, and the pumpkin, pumpkin juice, juice, and gilly water, which is bottled water and more <laughs> and then you can get you can get the wizard's brew and the dragon scale beers in there as well nice and you've been in there right i have i don't think i've bought any beer in there but i have been in there before okay but it's not very big either 
they're all very small. Yeah, <laughs> these they little, are. These, yeah. Every store is very small. Yeah. Um, and the last, uh, I guess, dining place you can go to is the Eternals Elixir of Refreshment. And this is located in the Carket Market as well. And this is actually just like a kiosk. Like it's like a permanent kiosk, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, it is. It serves bottled water, which is the gilly water, that can have magical elixirs added. And the elixirs change the color and the flavor. And uh, when we went, the flavors that you could get were fire protection potion, babbling beverage, drought of peace, and elixirs to induce euphoria. Well, that, that sounds promising. And that is red, orange, blue, and green, respectively, I think. I think those are the colors. But this is kind of fun. Yeah. If you're a little parched and if you want, want some, some flavor. If you want some elixir-induced water, <laughs> it's a way to do it. And this was closed for like a year and a half once they reopened. So this hasn't been opened very long, I don't think. Yeah, I was going to say, I just it. saw it recently yeah. again because, it, it, like I said, it, it wasn't open all it last year. It was closed year. for a while. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to talking about another section of Diagon Alley, and that's Nocturne Alley. So again, this is a place that is very easy to miss. It's not obvious. So like, it is not obvious. Like we were talking about nooks and crannies. There's nooks and crannies all over this place. So Nocturne Alley, this is the dark arts and dark magic. Mm-hmm. Borgen and Burks. Uh, they have Death Eater. The, Borgen and Burks is a store. It's the me. store inside of so Nocturne So when you go yeah. down here, you'll find a store in there. And again, this is a very small store. Mm-hmm. Everything in here is kind of small and tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Death Eater masks, skulls, other dark magic items, shrunken heads, uh, we'll also sing in here. Yeah, so the, the shrunken heads are singing like a it's like a chorus mm-hmm. like on the wall, and yeah, they just sing like popular and unpopular songs. Like yeah, yeah it's it's kind of fun. There's snake back. Uh, there's the snake back there. The snake back there. I think there's a snake back there, isn't there? There's a snake next to my magical menagerie. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then they have a thing. It's like a, a skeleton is in a like on a screen, and you stand like in front of it, and it mimics your movements mm-hmm. on the screen, which I thought was kind of cool. And mind you, this area is dark. Very dark. Like it's in the dark. So. But it's also cool back there. It's very cool. It's if you want to get out of the heat, and it's also cool figuratively speaking as well. <laughs> yes. Um, there is actually three different ways you can get in here. Which is interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can get it or get in or out. But, yeah. but anyway, definitely go back there and check it out for sure. Um, okay, so let's move on and talk about the shopping. And these are actual stores that you can find in Diagon Alley. I say that because there's a lot of storefronts where there's nothing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. we we're talking about the the um, um, the Easter eggs and stuff from the mm-hmm. books, the movies. Um, though there's signage for all of that and, and you're going to see that throughout the land, but some of it is just there. There's no actual store or no actual, um, you know, dining or whatever. It's just it's like a it. video game where you can go in some buildings and not all the buildings. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, all right. So let's go through the shopping. So Jared mentioned Borgen and Burks, which we already discussed. Uh, but the next one we're going to talk about is Madame Malkin's Robes for All Occasions. And this is next to, um, well, it's, it's, it's in the main part of the, of the walkway. So what can you find there, Jared? Well, you got dress robes, school uniforms. There's a talking mirror in there. I do want to mention the talking mirror. So I went in there and I was just looking around and I walked by. She goes, those look like terribly comfy shoes. I was like, who is talking to me? And it was the mirror. Did you say thank you? Um, she did. I was like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then I didn't hear anything after that. And then somebody else walked by and she said something else. But um, yeah, so if you want those robes, that's the place to go. I'd like a dress robe. <laughs> I feel like it'd be a way to show up to a party. Yeah, you can see Hermione's dress. From one of the movies, I think. Yeah. It's like really cool. So, um, and this is right in between, or this is right, yeah, kind of across from Ollivander's, which we'll talk in a second. But uh, the next thing you can, talk, you can go to is quality Quidditch supplies. And what can you find there? You got broomsticks, you got robes again, and personalized Quidditch tees. And this is the first thing you see when you walk into Diagon Alley, and it's on your right. Yep. Okay. And then right next to that, is Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, which, you know, is you can kind of tell what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of a joke shop. Games, yeah. toys, stuff like that. It's a, it's a fun little thing in there. 
I I mean, like it's you walk in, and you're like, oh, I'm in the movie. Right. It yeah, for sure. It feels like I'm in the movie. Yeah. And connected to that, on the backside of of Wizard was Weasley's Wizard Weezes is the sugar sugar plum sweet shop, and what I mean that's like candy. Yeah, I mean they've they've got one also. Uh, at Hogsmeade as well, similarly, but I know it's similar. similar thing. But it's a uh, you know you got candy, chocolate frogs, pastries, toffee, things like that in there. Suckers. I mean, yeah. like yeah, it's just a sweet shop. So that's all together in one building. It's just separated mm-hmm. by like doorways. I Basically, guess. yeah. I guess if you'd say it like that. Um, so uh, next thing we have is the Wiseacres Wizarding Equipment and. Sc- Scribble, scribbles, 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 scribbles. Okay, <laughs> what's what's in there? Well, you have wizarding wares and supplies, including crystal balls, telescopes, binoculars, armorly, 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 armorly. I think <laughs> uh, compasses, <laughs> magnifying glasses, and hourglasses. Um, and then this is all like back at the scribbles part. What can you find there? Uh, writing supplies, a witch or wizard. Uh, could, need. Yeah, all this. If you want to write in your wizard or witch journal, <laughs> you can do that. Uh, there are feather quills, parchment paper, journals, and postcards. This is just the gift shop for the exit of Escape from Gringotts. Basically, you walk through it, and this is what all's in there. Yeah, there's sh- shirts and stuff in there too. They do. Yeah, they've got some. I guess you would say like their uh, spirit jersey type things for Harry Potter mm-hmm. in there as well. They have lounge flies. Mm-hmm. I've seen much again everything in here. You'll notice, like as busy as the area is, all these places are very small and tight to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you've got a lot of you don't have a lot of room in this area in, in any of these areas really to like you know you're going to be cramped probably. Let's just say with our double stroller, we do not take that inside. No, we anywhere. Don't. We basically just one it of us stays out. One of us just stays on the outside because it's it's too much. You can take it in there. I don't know but, if we could. I mean, you can. I always feel like it's just you're being. You're just putting other people out a lot. That's doing it. yeah, so exactly. So we just don't do it. Uh, the next thing is the Gringotts Money Exchange, and that's right in the the Carcat Market area again, next to Scribblus. Mm-hmm. So what's that? So they have animatronic goblins in here. So one <laughs> goblin in charge, yeah. and you can exchange uh, Muggle money for Wizard money. Any exchange it in tens and twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will work like cash and food and merchandise in Diagon Alley and throughout the park as well. So even if yeah. you do it, you can still use it in the rest of the park. And the goblin will talk to you. He talked to you, didn't he? He did. I walked in. I was filming him, and he said, um, "You may take photographs if you choose." Like he said that, and I was like, "Thank like you." You and he should said, have asked first. I said, thank you. And he was like, I was like, well, I suppose. <laughs> um, but he'll also tell you what you can do with like with your money and everything. Like, so it's 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 very it's very cool. It's very interactive and it's very small. Like very small. Because all you do is exchange money. Right. Not a lot of people do this. I don't think so. Some I, people walk I through, wanna but... try I wanna do it once. You yeah. know? Like I walked in but I didn't exchange the money, but I do wanna I do wanna get some wizard money. It might be worth more than USD. <laughs> um uh, maybe <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe it will. Um, okay, and then uh, there's a gl- the Globus Mundi travel agents. Yeah, they've got clothes, mugs, postcards. Uh, the second level above looks like a travel agency, and you can actually check out the tickets ticket office up there. It literally looks like you're walking into a travel agency, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Um, but yeah, this is just again another another store um, with all the Harry Potter stuff. So yeah. Um, and then I do want to mention shutter buttons. And that, what is a shutter buttons? Well, as you might imagine, it has to do with pictures. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll film your family in front of a green screen and insert you into a DVD of Potter scenes, basically. I don't know if they still do. I think they still do DVDs. They may not do that anymore. They, all they might digital. do thumb drives now. Um, I, don't remember, yeah. I don't remember DVDs in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter movies or books. <laughs> but I guess they may have existed. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Um, and this is right next to the ice cream shop on one side and then Madame Malkin's robes for all occasions on the other side. So kind of juxtaposition in there. Um, and then you can also go to Ollivander's, which I feel is like the main big shop of the land. But this is where we're going to talk about where you can buy wands. It's always a question people want to know. And there's plenty of places yes. you can do this. So Ollivander's is the main one. Ollivander's is located here in Diagon Alley, as well as Hogsmeade. Yes. Which is weird. Two but, locations for but your But they convenience. need that. 
Um, so this is the place you go into where you can see an actual demonstration of a wand choosing the wizard. Yes. If you will. And there's a whole show with it. It's pretty cool. And, you know, Ollivander picks out the wand and presents it to you. And then, you know, stuff happens just like it does in, in yeah. the books and stuff. Now, do know if you go to the end of the show and you get chosen, you don't have to buy the wand that chooses you. Just so you're not like under any obligation to actually buy it. Right. You might feel pressure, but I'm just saying you're not <laughs> under like legal obligation to actually buy it at that point. Very. Yes, that's true. Because I've had people wondering like, do you have to get it? I'm like, no, they don't. They can't like make you like, that'd be kind of weird. But yeah. And we did get to, uh, our, I, I got to watch it the last time we were there and I had never seen it before. So I thought that was, I thought it was very cool. Well, it's interesting. I saw it whenever everything first reopened and it, they were only letting like three people at a time. So I saw it with like two other people and that was it. And you were saying the whole room was full this time. So mm-hmm. they're definitely back to uh, how they did packed. it before. Yeah. Yes, it was, it was packed and it does get a line out the door to enter to do the show, you know? Yeah. Um, so just keep that in mind. Now, if you don't want to go through the whole hassle of looking at the show, you just want to buy a wand. Where else can you buy a wand at here? Well, you can buy a wand still, all of You can go in that side shop and just go straight into the shop area. Okay, but if you don't want to deal with the crowds. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. You don't have to go to the whole show to buy a wand here. You can go into the shop, which they have the biggest selection, I think, inside of Ollivander's. Will be the yes. Most one. And they have uh, team members in there that if you – you know, they'll you can get all different types. They'll help you find one, uh, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, uh, the other place you can go, Wands by Grigorovich. Grigorovich, yes. The Wands by Grigorovich I was going to mention is just like it's like an outdoor, like open air, air stand. It's kind much smaller, of. yeah. It's very small, but there's usually nobody there. They don't get a big line there, so if you don't want to mess with, because Ollivanders can be a little much sometimes. It can, and this is a, so this is a great option if you don't want to go in there. Yeah, and the Borgen and Burks one is. Is the dark the dark magic ones? The bad ones. This is ones. like Slytherin wands. They're gonna and put like you Draco. on. A, if you buy them from there, they're gonna put you on a list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They'd be like, he bought a bad one. <laughs> and um, so, what kind of things can you do with the wands? Like, what makes the what makes it so cool to have the wands? Well, you can't, as far as I know, cast actual spells on people. <laughs> I don't know that, but I see. But anyway, right. if you don't, if you're not interested in that. So they, you can find the symbols on mm-hmm. the ground, and these are places where when you find these, the wands will interact with something. So there's there's a fountain that if you do it just right in there, mm-hmm. it'll spit water out. Yep. There's stuff at the window. So there's a lot of places in here. There's two secret places to do this. And we're not, I'm not going to mention what they are. You're going to have to ask yeah. a team member if you want to know. But yeah. you can look around the here, and this is what makes it kind of fun to go in here as well, is you can walk around and find these symbols on the ground and in you know, figure out how they interact, which I will say is a, first of all, if you're a fan of Harry Potter, it's a great thing. It's a cool thing to like, wow, that's really cool. You can do that. And it's a really smart way to get people to buy wands that you mm-hmm. can get more out of the land and inter- interact with it and things like that. Now I did, I will, I did notice the last time we were there, they had a team member that was helping people buy the um, fountain that spits out. Because mm-hmm. that one, I think, is always kind of finicky for people. You have to stand in the exact yeah. same place. So they had somebody there, and it was like it was a guy, you know, dressed, and he was also a wizard, and like was helping people be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think they probably had a lot of feedback of people not being able to do it. So they have somebody there, I believe, now that just kind of helps you do yeah. your cast your spell correctly. And a lot of the storefronts, like like Jared mentioned, is is has interactive aspects to it. So yeah, a lot of the window, most of the windows up front are going to have something you can do with them. And just look for the symbol on the ground. The two secret places do not have a symbol. You just have to know. They don't. Yes. I would say. Do we not want to mention what they are? No, I'm no secret. Okay. Secret places. Okay. Um, there's you can go also ask cast members. They'll huh? tell you. Yeah, ask the no team members. Sorry, team, team members. members. Um, and you know we didn't mention this, but there is the bathrooms back there and it does one of the one of the wand tricks or mag- magic or whatever you call it is makes it look like the umbrella is raining mm-hmm. which is kind of a that's kind of a cool that's yeah. the most interactive one i think because it actually has water yeah you know? uh, well the fountain one too i think it spits but yeah yeah both of those um but yeah that's i mean that's the basics of the land i guess like that's the shopping the dining the the wands the the attractions the shows i mean you drinks. can see if you want to go in here and you want to see everything i mean you're you could probably spend all day in here 
I mean, if you're really into Harry Potter, like, and maybe not all day, but you could definitely spend you could sp- a large I mean, chunk you could, of your day. Yeah, you could spend all day in here. Yeah, you could. If you eat at Leaky Cauldron, if you ride Green Gots, if you do all of the spell stuff and do all the shops, you for sure Which could. is crazy because you get in there. It's not a big area by any means, no. but they have done such a great job of squeezing like so much stuff in here, so much detail that, again, if you're... You know, if you're not a fan of Harry Potter and you go in here, it's still cool. Like you look at it and you're in, you just be like, wow, that you know, it look. You can tell when things are well themed and might seem cool. But if you're really into Harry Potter, there's a ton of stuff you can explore in there, and mm-hmm. just yeah, I mean, like you said, Nocturne Alley itself has a bunch of stuff down there and yeah, all that stuff. And again, none of this and stuff is necessarily obvious to find either. And keep in mind, you know, we talk about being a small space and, and you know, it's not a very big, there's a lot of packed into one single space. There's not a lot of places to sit. No, benches go up quickly. Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of people sitting on the ground mm-hmm. because of that. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's, it is partially, it is partially covered on the one, on one side. So if it is raining, it it's, it's not a, the worst place to be in and mm-hmm. it's raining and things like that, but. And I wanted to mention a couple more things. So occasionally you it sound like a train is going by, and that's supposed to be the the train to Hogwarts mm-hmm. uh, going above you. Now that's not actually the train; that's just a sound effect. But it looks like you can see the tracks above you, right? Which is kind of a that's a kind of a cool effect. And if you are at the let's see, if you're standing in the Central Park area of Universal Studios or like Hollywood over there. And you look over, the only thing you can see of Diagon Alley is the dragon. I never, okay, I never even thought about looking there. Yeah, you can still, you can. that's the only thing you can see. Okay. Um, everything else is, is hidden. Yeah. So, um, I, they really couldn't avoid that, though. I mean, yeah, it'd be <laughs> yeah. kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's also, if you're standing in the just the right spot, you might be able to see Hogwarts going by. In the between, like the show buildings. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. There, you could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also sure. the staircase next to Gringotts, and they have the car and the and the Hagrid's bike over there as well. You can take pictures of. That's true. Oh, I was, yeah, people are always sitting over there, mm-hmm. and I never get to go over there. That's the thing. People will sit over there, but there's a lot of yeah. you can take pictures of. of they pro- they don't move, but you can go over there and take pictures in front of them. I forgot about that. Good call. There's Good a call. lot of stuff in here. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Um, but I hope that gave you guys a little bit of an idea of the things you could do in Diagon Alley. And if you are a seasoned veteran of Harry Potter books and movies, maybe you learned something you didn't know. Yeah, and we will have uh, up on the, the YouTube channel very soon a walkthrough of Diagon Alley. Uh, okay. If you want to just get a lay of the land before you go if you've never been. That way, you know, it's just walking around and, you know, just seeing what it what it looks and feels like and the size of it and everything like that. Absolutely. All right. Anything else you want to mention before we close out here? Uh, no, I don't believe so. All right, guys, we need to talk. We need to stop wasting our money on cheaply made, boring shirts that are mass produced in foreign warehouses by faceless companies. Because let's be honest, you deserve better than that. So instead, you should demand a shirt that is unique as you are. Because you are very unique. One that is super soft, comfortable, breathable, and will last you for years to come. Well, Jared, guess what? Uh, what? Huh? At CTM Apparel, you will find the ultimate shirts for theme park and pop culture fans. All products are uniquely designed, screen printed, and shipped to you by myself and Jared. We do it the hard way so you get a unique handmade product that is the highest quality possible and so comfy you want to wear it every day. That does sound like a solution to my problem. You can get your own C-Team Apparel shirt by heading to cteamshirts.com, where we have dozens of designs to choose from. Our latest release is the Wizard Collection Volume 1 that includes shirts inspired by Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure, Ollivander's Wand Shop, Grimo Place, and Death Eaters. And all orders over $75 will get free shipping and... And there's more. If you use the promo code MUGGLE, you will get 15% off of your first order with us. So again, head to cteamshirts.com to check out the most magical shirts on earth. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go with that. The most magical shirts on earth. (laughs) 
All right. Well, that's it for the main part of the show today. We do want to mention some of the other shows that you can catch on the network, like CTM, uh, the main podcast, which is on Thursdays with Jared and, and myself. And we talk about all things Disney news and a topic related to Disney. Then we've got Trip Tales. That's every Monday, or well, actually two Mondays a month. And that's where I have a guest on to talk about the most recent Disney trip that they took. And they just go into just great detail about it. And uh, I am still looking for guests for October and beyond now. So if you want to be a guest on Trip Tales and have a trip coming up at Disney World or Universal in the near future, you can go to ctmtriptales.com, fill out the form, and I will get it through my email. You may also direct message me on uh, Instagram or uh, Facebook if you'd like. And then we also have, obviously, this show is once a month on Mondays. We also have Outside the Bubble, and that's one Monday a month. And that is a fairly new show that we started. And that's basically everything outside of Disney and Universal may not necessarily be in Orlando, but maybe in Central Florida or other, you know, touristy areas you can you can visit while you're on your um Orlando or Florida vacation, if you will. Um, so again, that's once a month on Mondays. And um, yeah, I think that's it. That's all I that's got. That's all I got? Okay. Mm-hmm. Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. And if you want to join the Capture the Magic Community Facebook group, you should do that because uh, we uh, we have some cool stuff going on over there, right? Well, it's a good place. If you've got a trip coming up, it's a good place to you know interact with the people. And then also, if you have questions, it's a good place to get questions answered. There's a lot of people that will answer yes. your question before we even get to it in there. So Yes. And again, don't forget to cl- uh, join Club 32. That's ctmvip.com. So thank you, everybody, for listening today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you, Jared, for being here. You're quite welcome. <laughs> and as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye.